I pressed stop. <laughs> press stop. I was gonna say, ooh, double time. Double time. Um, Sarah, while you're gone, this happened a bunch. Oh. I so sleeping the last several episodes. I apologize. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I thought I'd I thought I was able to, I hit the escape button at the right time, but it didn't stop it fast enough. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are the Top Chef Podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Each week we recap we recap the episode uh, this week, episode 14.04 of Top Chef Charleston. Uh, along with mailbag and feels dumps and other important uh, segments and technically flawless podcasting. <laughs> this, this was our new uh, slogan while you're gone also because everything went, in case you missed it, and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're behind. I mean, I, I listened yeah. to it like 10 times. Right. Each um, episode, so don't worry. Okay, well, good. Up. Well, then you know that, that that's our new slogan and that everything went really well. Yes. What, I remember you tried that. to listen to it once, but it kept automatically looping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex in Portland with Megan and joining me today, uh, Ezra and Sarah are in the Bay Area. Yay. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. I'm awake. <laughs> Yeah, we had to do some late night recordings, so you were technically there but not participating. Yeah, yeah, I I tried both times, but I don't know, guys. I'm kind of a mush brain after eight o'clock p.m. <laughs> Fair, uh, mush brain is my favorite leftover mm. from Christmas. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, all right, uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not my favorite. I like it breaded. Uh, breaded mush brain. <laughs> yeah, we had deep, deep fried mush brain, and we put an egg on it. What do you think? It seems the same. It seems like you didn't transform it enough. Yeah. It was already mush brain. You just gave me fried mush brain. <laughs> uh, so I know you are all who are listening now are disappointed yet again that Chris and Tanya couldn't be here, but they uh, they had to start the holidays earlier than we did. So they I think I all like our- Top Chef when they started the holidays in like July or something. <laughs> Every time. This is my favorite part of today's episode. Every time they said happy holidays, the person saying it, the host laughed a little. Yeah. Like, especially in in Last Chance Kitchen, Tom was like, well, are you having a good Christmas? <laughs> so actually, I was wondering about that. Are are Last Chance Kitchens the same time? Or the, could those have been, like, have been more like recent, basically? Even if they're more recent, they were still like a month ago, probably. Oh, do you think? Because weren't they before? Didn't we think that they were like happening right before the finale? Well, but we're still like a month out from the finale, so oh. if they're airing them now, right, uh, it's still going to be a while. Wow, this is blowing my mind. I totally thought they were all filmed like immediately after each. Well, because it's a long episode. time for them all to wait, right? Yeah, so I think it's like I think it's like they film all the the full season. Yeah, you know, right? It's like otherwise it's like a week. They're, they can't just stay in that room for a week at a time, right? They're, they're, there's no beds. So you think it's back to back, like in a day, the whole thing? I don't know, like couple, I. I th- that's More my understanding is that that Last Chance Kitchen is filmed over like a couple days, yeah, and I it's that's what you expect. It's not real time. It's like Jeopardy, where they film like four episodes in a row back to back. I think they probably do <laughs> that here. <Alex>. So, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing all right. He's had a job for a while. He seems okay. But they, uh, yeah, I think this is, I, I think this is like a long morning of Tom tasting food and sending people home, where they have to walk out the door, turn around, walk in, and sit on a stool. Oh. I'm so surprised to see you there. Did they make them change clothes? Because oh, I was going to keep track of this, and yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we're, 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 we're smelling. You start now. It'd be pretty easy. Yeah, I'm going to do some sleuthing. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not going to sleuth. I'm not going to bother. Megan's on it. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. 
um, we definitely know that the rest of the season was filmed back in July, and so they are celebrating Christmas in the middle of July and just having a great time with like, oh, these are my favorite traditions. But that's that's what happens in the Southern Hemisphere, if I understand that right. Mm-hmm. That is not true, and South Carolina, not in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, what kind of Carolina is it? <laughs> South? Okay, well then, that's part of that hemisphere. It's just always been amazing at geography. So. You can't tell me that South isn't South, all right? Right in now, tell me that South isn't South, guys. Sometimes it's South by Southwest. Oh. Mm. Yeah, what hemisphere is it in then, huh? Yeah, as? Uh, I think we have another hemisphere. How many hemispheres are there? I mean, hemi is uh, the Greek word for truck engine. Right. So that's have a lot of parts. So eight cylinders. Yeah. So okay. So roughly eight. There's yeah. eight hemispheres. They're all south based, except for the one north. Uh, I think one of the tweets about missing Chris and Tanya was like, "Chris and Tanya, you need to come back because this show is off the rails without you." <laughs> yeah. Agreed. If anyone could be grounding, Sarah, we were hoping you would be maybe ground us out. Ooh. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about Top Chef. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. So this is the holiday episode um christmas in july so um they started out with the quick fire challenge of uh oh mystery box yeah they they got gifts that some interns wrapped in brown paper to look kind of like christmas gifts but also like largely not you know i think this would be a good food network show where they just gave mystery foods in a box and then i don't know you get like it's like it's like it's like this but what if we just had it like half hour time uh-huh. And, uh, and what if the chefs we like never came back and the chefs we didn't like also never came back? <laughs> yeah, just a wash. And you yeah. get bored of it after like two years of watching it fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah. We should, we should, they should make that show. What a great idea. <laughs> that's a masterful idea. Oh, no, wait, that's a different show. Um, <laughs> oh. What if they were children? <laughs> masterful children. So the uh, the mystery box. Everyone had the what same. What if they're made of box. iron? Sorry, <laughs> that's a good idea. Way better, man. If Iron Chef America was just robots cooking, robot because, children. Like, yeah, robot. Oh, well, obviously, robot adults would be sentient and dangerous. <laughs> so their mystery box included. Uh, they all had the same boxes, and they had to use every every food item and every tool. Uh, they included uh, a pressure cooker. Patron tequila, pomegranate, chocolate-covered pretzels, cloves, wasabi squab, and a melon baller, mm-hmm. which sounds gross, right? That's bad. That's a bad set of things. Well, I mean, look, there's like if you've ever if the, if anyone was ever watched the show we just made up right now, um, uh-huh. they know that there's a couple ones that are really easy, and then usually one like you know you know like tricky thing. Uh, ingredients we hard. What's the trickiest thing in this? Uh, I mean, I don't pretzels. know how to make a melon baller taste good. Probably. <laughs> I say the pretzels are the worst. Yeah. yeah, that seems the hardest. Maybe wasabi, but they ended up all doing okay with the wasabi. Yeah, I think the pretzels probably are the trickiest. Everyone actually was really thrown off by the melon baller. I don't know why. Melon ballers are delightful. Yeah. Right, and one of, I think it was Casey who melon balled a squash. And I was, yeah, it's like, why didn't more people realize you could just melon ball anything? You could Man, have taken part anything. of the squab. Yeah. Well, the squab so, would be <laughs> balls of squab. Squab balls. Well, they wouldn't come out as perfect balls. But you're like, well, I scraped the squab with the melon baller. Or like, I stirred the pot with this melon baller. You can... A hemisphere of squab. Yeah, a squab <laughs> Yeah, one eighth of a, of a squab. That's, yeah. So, okay. So, so far we have north, south, 
Southwest, Southwest, and Squab. So four. <laughs> Those are the four hemispheres that we know. There's only four that we know of. There's eight, but we don't oh, know them. Four, right, there's four that are like that we can't see in our like light spectrum. It'll be a, a lifelong journey of discovery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just the next forty minutes. Yeah. But we can um, so uh, yeah, everyone. I mean, actually, like a bunch of people did okay, which surprised me because it did seem like some of these should be bad. Especially like if they're just regular pretzels, everyone would just pretzel crust everything. But mm-hmm. the chocolate makes them sound gross. I mean, you uh, could reduce that down, though, right? You could, like, you could render out the chocolate if you want to. Yeah, I you could scrape it off. Well, yeah, I always wish that they would give us the, like, put on online the full rules people had to follow because, um, was it Emily, Emily who used the, ri- the, the pressure cooker without the pressure? She just cooked rice in it. Right. And I thought that was brilliant. And then Padman was like, well, you didn't use this right. Well, okay, but if well, it had been delicious, they wouldn't have said that. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. they'd be like, that was so that. innovative. Like you, you put uh, a bowl of ice under your bowl, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the judges lose their minds. <laughs> We've never seen a better use of two bowls. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Emily made like across the board a terrible dish. Yeah, right. So if anything had been good, it wouldn't have been like they'd be like, oh wow. That's yeah. but all of her pressure was internal. That's the thing they didn't recognize. So yeah. the her, other her dish reminded me of um, in college, like freshman year, we had the food Olympics, which uh, did uh, we wait? What well, hall? We, we lived in different dorms. Oh, okay, yeah. the dorm wide yeah. thing. Okay. This was an Anderson thing. So okay. we had the food Olympics, and there were all these events. And the last one was the nasty, where you put like all sorts of different things into a blender, and then it was whoever could take the most shots of this disgusting oh, wait, i remember so this i remember this. someone from two west i think one um oh you guys did it you we had this also, yeah. yeah 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 so two um, west would definitely win that but on the right. other hand let's all just remember isn't college such a great idea <laughs> remember that day where we were spending thirty five thousand dollars a year and doing shots of blended food so this girl who lived in my <laughs> section was awesome at it like literally everyone else from the other sections were like throwing up like i think someone like actually like threw up into the garbage can because it was so gross and she just stood there with her hand on her hip and like kept taking shots of this disgusting thing and like had like a stomach of iron or something i don't know this unknown who was it who was it oh yeah uh catherine uh, catherine curls catherine curls whatever you are you are a hero yeah she's a hero (laughs) and i hope you're on fear factor or whatever now (laughs) She was awesome. She did a great job. <laughs> but could she stomach a rice and cabbage soubis? What's I don't know if I've ever seen a, someone make a soubis well. So what's it supposed to be? Great question. <laughs> don't ask Emily. <laughs> we just this is the part of the podcast where we just sit there and wait for you to know. <laughs> Somebody call in right now and tell us. No wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lines are open, I assume. <laughs> Somewhere. So uh, the other big shenanigan was that Sheldon stole Shirley's melon baller. That's and <laughs> and sh- well, But Shirley was actually punished for it. Padma well, was like so frustrated. If that had been Shirley's major flaw, right, right she'd have like a leg to stand on. But, yeah, like, she also burned her squab. Yeah, yeah. Let it just let it like pull on fire for five minutes. For yeah. a while. It was a real good fire. There's a lot yeah. of like fake fire on this show where someone's like, oh, a little bit of rum, and then it's yeah. like slow motion and sound effects and takes right. five minutes. This was like legit a fire that's, that was bad for her. I wonder if that was because she oh, real fire <laughs> needs. the white chocolate as the butter, and I was like, maybe the white chocolate like 
was more prone to catching on fire. You know, uh, fun fact, if you light white chocolate on fire, it doesn't taste worse. <laughs> I, I thought of you, because uh, I remember you hating white chocolate, Alex, but yeah. then we uh, started actually vegetable. cooked with white chocolate uh, yeah, yesterday with Caleb. Cookies. It was all right. Huh. Yeah. But I think, how do you feel about oatmeal cookies? Because it was, it was the same. So It's like... Uh, I, I think of them as like the meanest practical joke God ever played. Okay, so this is kind of like a two wrongs make a right for you, maybe. Maybe, yeah, it could be. I like to have at least eight wrongs to make a right. But. <laughs> eight wrongs? Well, that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a really you can really taste all the wrongs. So usually, <laughs> would you use a pressure cooker for these wrongs to taste them all the right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess it's hard to tell if they would have been punished if the dishes had been good. But um, the other, well, uh, notably on the bottom, beige. Beach did not do yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like with every other challenge so far. And both the challenges he did after this one. Well, no, no, no. no. I think the last one he did all right. Yeah, he yeah that's true. Well. He did. Now that he was having fun months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also of note, during the uh, quickfire challenge, um, Katsuji won the award for drinking the most Patron for no reason. Uh, well, I mean, the reason was that it was there. Right, well, sure. and, it's free. <laughs> and Patron is a delicious product, I, I'm assuming. It's weird to watch somebody so excited to get free tequila on a show that is constantly trying to get you drunk. Um, that he's like, oh, wait, finally some free booze around this show. Maybe maybe he like uh, hooked up with like Patron earlier and be like, hey, I will drink uh, like, you know, like on set for you if you um, give me money. Right? Could be, so, yeah. So he's like, he's like, cha-ching. And like you know, another shot, cha-ching, right? <laughs> every time cha-ching. Cha-ching. Uh, so Casey wins she made a soup <laughs> wow you can, I can really I can really taste it with your with your with your with your word picture Alex <laughs> I, soup is just such a funny word and so it's fun to say soup Have, do you ever watch uh, I'm gonna, I know the answer to this already you never watched Rachel Ray's 30 minutes but she had a, nope. a, a thing called a stoop which is halfway between a soup and a stew Oh. Isn't a stew just a soup? But thicker. Yeah. It's Way thicker? less broth. Yeah, man. So a stoop is when she's like, between this arbitrary marks of thickness, yes. we made yeah. an arbitrary middle point. <laughs> thicker it's than like a French. soup. Thinner than a stew. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably be like, well, wow, this is a thin stew. Well, I mean, it de- okay. So but if that's you so many words, Alex. I'm right. Like- <laughs> well, if, if you and if you pitch it that way, you better make sure it's thin enough. But like, I feel like if you're gonna show it to Tom, you're like, "Hey, this is a stoop." He's like, "Yeah, this is between those two things." Yeah, well, I think the, the key to to Tom is always to say, "This is a dish that is wholly of my own imagination, and you have no expectations for it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know what? Just discover. Just this get is lost in this. food. This is food. You- yeah, when you serve him a bowl of hug, he can't be like, "Well, normally a bowl of hug would have breadcrumbs." Like, yeah, you- yeah. I didn't taste all the yeah all the sage in this hug. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Casey wins immunity, which is super useful later. She makes oh his, she makes use of this like the way Chris makes use of uh, I think like insurance on rental cars. Like it's just like really going for it, like just just enjoying all of this. Does, Chris, does that happen with Chris? Chris, Chris <laughs> no, Chris is okay. Guys, listen to all of our back catalog, everything we ever recorded with Chris. At one point, he definitely says like. Like, you know, drive it like it's a rental that you, like, have insurance on. Okay, mm-hmm. so not that he always buys the insurance when he rents a car. Or that he always crashes the car to get the most out of the insurance. I don't know. He's just made that one statement, and I extrapolated. 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> Deeply. Uh, well, like, you guys just pause it right here. We'll be waiting for you when you come back from listening to seven years of us doing podcasts together. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, yeah, Ezra kind of got that Should right. Should we give a prize <laughs> to someone who actually finds the sound bite? That missed the actual meaning. It would be so... Yeah, I would give a prize to someone who found that sound bite. Um, man, Maybe. I would... Yeah, you're welcome to cook us something really shitty after this. You've earned it. We won't vote you off. <laughs> it, hopefully Chris finds it then, because he's got a terrible record. <laughs> so the we bring in guest judge Mike Latta for the uh, um, elimination challenge. And the competition is seven trash fish for Christmas Eve. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, trash fish. I like trash as an adjective of, like, things that aren't always trash. Well, there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, who started a sentence with, like, you know, it shouldn't be called trash fish because no fish is trash. Like, it was trying to make the fish feel better about it. That is nice. What a, you'd be so hurt if you were always called trash fish. Yeah. Also, they kept saying you it was might about, be actually happy about it because people wouldn't be fishing for you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, maybe oh, you're yeah. I'm oh, so yeah. trashy. I'm the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you cook me and not enough broth. I'm gonna be so chewy. It tastes like blood and iron. Oh, oh girl, it's physically impossible to get rid of all my bones. Yeah. <laughs> I grow more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the blood fish we have to talk about. But so, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Blood and iron, like. Iron just tastes like like that's the, like those are like kind of synonymous, right? There's some overlap between blood and iron, right? There's a lot of iron in blood, and so blood tastes like iron, and so other things that have a lot of iron in it taste like yeah. Blood. If you're li- if you're like licking uh, railroad tracks, like, you might tastes- be like, oh, this tastes bloody. Mm-hmm. Also, it's cutting up my mouth good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's double blood. <laughs> blood two uh, ways. Yeah. It. it uh, yeah. Man. What was that fish? That was. Uh, that was the tunny. I think. Yeah, the tunny. Tunny. That was uh, Sil- Silva and um, Jamie's tunny. tunny. Yeah. I think I, ra- I would rather lick a railroad track than... Eat some tunny? Eat that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they actually did a good job, like, right? Oh, but yeah, I, it sounded like... Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I couldn't do it. It just seemed wrong. I I was okay with it. But, like, again, I I don't like railroad tracks that much. <laughs> yeah. Gotta give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't just like... It depends on how it's prepared, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is the next the, the railroad track is like you know our eighth fish that's just like <laughs> yeah, it's not even a fish. It's, it's, it's seven trash fishes on a railroad track. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> well, uh, so we brought you seven trash fishes. Hint: one of them is just trash, not a fish at all. <laughs> I mean, more if we trash could just start fish eating trash rather than like overfishing, I mean that would be a great. That's you know, trash is pretty sustainable. One of the things that no that kept that irritated me when they kept being like, "Oh, this is about sustainability." Uh, what you mean is you killed all of the other fish. These are we the only them. fish left. That's now not you're sustainability. Kill fish. Yeah, we're finally going to kill the fish we hadn't gotten around to killing yet. That's not a sustainable way to eat. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll last us a little bit longer. Maybe we it'll be the next generation fish. Problem. Now it's time for the blood bone tough fish. I like this the, idea. It's just like, well, we're out of good ideas. Let's go for some bad ones. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They also did not do a good job. I mean, I think the whole point of this episode was to be like, let's be more sustainable and like let's showcase these fish, but they did not sell them well. No. I mean, it's like, well, basically it was really, really hard and some people did okay. Yeah, um, the, some of them did a really good job of covering the fish with delicious right. things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, delicious things that made sense, though, because some people tried to cover up with delicious things that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's let's get into it. So, um, 
First of all, you guys, it's the return of Knife Block. Knife oh, Block, yeah. Knife Block. You got some good Knife Block. Yay. Um, That's should be. You drew your partner and your fish. So because she had immunity, Casey got to choose her fish and be alone, which <laughs> really worked out. And, uh, I mean, it did, else... though, right? Like, she's I mean, like, this is the immunity. show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is. She's like, this is me time. I'm gonna make trash food out of this trash fish, <laughs> and like, it's gonna be fine. You know, yeah, it's just kind of like the... her break, right? She was just like, yeah. well, yeah. I'm gonna take a breather here, mm-hmm. just not but cook the, the fish fl- at all. The flavor of the trash is really coming through here, Casey. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did a bad job. But so everyone else was paired up uh, by the knife block, and uh, it had some really interesting pairings. So we ended up with John and Katsuji, who hate each other, and uh, Shirley and Sheldon who are adorable. Yeah. yeah I would great. watch Shirley and Sheldon all day. I would like to see them as buddy cops. I would watch them on a travel type show. Yeah, like a road a trip spin-off. maybe. Can one of them be in a road trip and one of them be a buddy cop? <laughs> so, like one's a, a, not a cop who's just like going on a road trip and the other one's like it's like the the you know like the the tough cop like to come along. Or two buddy <laughs> cops who go on a road trip. Ooh, nice cop and also like, nice cop. I like I like <laughs> No, I like it better as one of each where it's like, uh, Shirley, you got to play things by the book. You're out of control. And she's like, oh, let's stop at this world's largest frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) In totally different movies the whole time. Mm. Uh, They are so fun. And I mean, across the board, it seems like the veterans are just having more fun. This actually feels like a good time to pause. Let's do a feels dump date. Mm. This is an update of your feels dump. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I didn't Sarah. actually get that from the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't get it from last week when we did it or the week before when I said feels dump date? No, technical difficulties. I mean, we're technically flawless. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, the first thing I want to do a feels dump date about is the uh, is your feeling on veterans versus amateurs. Uh, Megan, I want to start with you because you were, right before we started recording, you were talking about um, the current state of the people who have lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I mean, so we've had a lot more newbies go home than veterans so far and three to one three to one and um and sam has currently won a couple of last chance kitchens um as a veteran and it just feels like because there's so many veterans like it feels it feels unfair to me because part of the skill of being on top chef is not just you know how you are as a chef it's being used to the challenges and you know, how the show works and, and all of that. And it, it, I think when, what made me think about it today was when BJ was talking about how yeah. he'd gotten sort of like, you know, uh, worried about the show and had a rough time in the few first couple episodes and, um, but was sort of used to it by last chance kitchen and, you know, sort of started having fun. And even though he didn't win, like it was just a completely different experience for him. And that's probably true for a lot of the new people, but all the veterans have had all this experience with the show. And I just feel like it's, you know, it's not a fair fight. They they have a really big advantage in being practiced with the the show and the challenges and yeah. how it all works. You yeah, know? it just feels like they're better with the flow of it. They're better at shopping. They're better with the time management. I mean, except for Casey and this whatever happened today. But mm-hmm. um, in general, they just and mostly they just seem more comfortable. They're like more used to the pace and the the the, the frenzy and does, don't panic as much. What do you guys think? Uh, how are you feeling about? Does it feel unfair for the uh, for the seven new people to be on Top Chef All Stars? I Yeah, I think so. I agree with you guys. I think to play devil's advocate, I would say it kind of gives the newbies an opportunity to really 
shine, at least for the ones who are, you know, quick studies at the time management and all the, mm-hmm. the difficulties. For example, I think Jim, maybe with the exception of this last challenge, but I think he's proven that even as a newbie, he has enough talent and skill to pretty much match, if not match, the veterans. Mm-hmm. So it's given him, I think, the ability to separate himself from the newbies. But I don't know if it doesn't mean that it's fair, but maybe well, that's one benefit. So I guess what if maybe the point of Top Chef is not for it to be a fair competition, but a fun show? Okay. Um, that sounded more sarcastic than I mean it, but I mean, like, what if we were thinking about it that way? Like, does it bother you? Does, does the lack of fairness take you guys out of enjoying the show? Or does having, like, not having the problem of too many chefs on your TV to keep track of, because we know some of the people already and have people you might already like, does that make up for it? Maybe the fairness in fun? I mean, I mean yeah. yeah so what, what do you think? Well, I just, I think that, that like, maybe the, if I was going to do this right, I think the, the challenge is actually to make us love the new people. I, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if they've actually succeeded on that yet. Right. Um, so, so I, I do think, like, I do like Jim. I do like Sylvia. Yeah. Um, um, and actually, I, I like the I like the the Silva Jamie pairing also. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's actually that's uh, four out of the five remaining. Um, like, yeah, it's pretty uh, solid. Movies. Okay, so okay, and so I, guess and I didn't I didn't now. love the uh, like I I wanted Portland to do so much better than he did, but maybe it was, and actually I liked him more in Last Chance, so maybe I just didn't like him when he was stressed out as mm-hmm. much. But like, yeah, I didn't I don't feel terrible about um, all the eliminations so far, so. I don't know. And I also don't, I don't feel like many of the, like several of the veterans feel like they're not long for this world. So like, I, it's hard to be stressed out about like, oh, it's so unfair that Amanda's back. And then you watch that super cut of her knocking things over and yelling into the void about how her dish is going. I'm sure we all have five minutes of that, that cut though, right? Like in yeah. anything that we've ever done. Oh yeah. I'm I, bad at literally everything, but I'm not on the show. I love how she showed up to judges table, like panting, red face, yeah. like her hair all must. It was yeah. so that funny. Was great. Yeah, I agree. That and was fun. It was fun. Uh although Tom when then then you know, she cooked the Tom was like, Who cooked the beans? And she was like, Me, why do you want to know? Who who cares about oh, the beans? Yeah. Beans are fine. Everybody likes my beans. Oh, actually if I can if I can like uh, put like a moratorium. Or something. I feel like no one should, should should ever be able to ask, like, why are you getting defensive? Because like, there's like no good way to respond to that, right? Because mm-hmm. you either say like, it's like, uh, you know, because I'm annoyed, and in which case like you're like they got you, or say I'm not being defensive, which always sounds offensive, right? It's like it's right, like yeah. uh, you can't you can't win once someone asks that question. Oh, there's, I think there's some good answers. If someone's like, why are you being defensive? You say because defensive wins championships. <laughs> Sometimes the best defensive is a good off. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, the best defensive is a good offensive. So you just say something really messed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess I think that's fair. Although the better, like when somebody asks you who cooked the beans is probably not because they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, and, sometimes. And, Sometimes, I mean, it could be, but I mean, depends like, on how he says who cooked the beans. I guess here's who what I felt the like: beans. <laughs> yeah. When Tom goes, "Who cooked the beans?" and you say, "Me," and then he goes, "Oh," and then doesn't say anything more. You, pr- whatever you're about to pry out of him, you probably don't want to hear. Yeah, so maybe just let that settle. Yeah. And it, I mean, you cook beans badly. I don't think. I mean, I get that this is such like such a huge pride thing, and you're an incredible chef. But I feel like. You were under the stupid pressure and you messed up a little bit on the beans. No one is like, I bet your food sucks. It's like, that's a reasonable mistake to make. And if you weren't, 
I wish you weren't defensive. It doesn't help to ask why you're defensive, but like it doesn't it doesn't bother me that you undercook the beans. It's not good for the meal, but like meh. Yeah. I'm sure back at your restaurant you cook the beans properly because you're not doing it in a pressure cooker. You're fine. Mm-hmm. I really thought she was going to be the one to go home for that. Me too. Well, but apparently that dish actually tasted good except for the beans, and that's right. the savior. You know, when yeah. you're on a good team, it does save you. Oh, it man. does seem like you know one of the rules is like if you really mess up the protein, yeah. then that's that's very frequently not, um, you're Wasn't going home. Last week uh, it was a messed up protein versus uh, something else, and the something else lost. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Last week was everybody was perfect. Right. Um, no yeah, you're right. Know, it Sam, was, didn't, so Sam was, had too much bread. Yeah. And not enough fun Classic meat. Sam. It was um BJ did mess up the pork yeah, at one point and ago. he didn't he didn't go home. I don't remember who went home. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Or um, why why the other person went home. Uh so the, oh, it was but, the horrible it was the pie that wasn't cooked. Yeah. That oh, was yeah, it. The, 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 the terrible pie. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, a couple of the other pairs that were, f- so I, Shirley, Shirley and Sheldon were fun when they were shopping. They mm-hmm. were fun when they were cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley, so I think Sheldon was like, I love that Shirley works clean. And I do not work clean, but I love when people do. I just right. admire the hell out of people who are like cooking and doing it without ma- being a, tasmanian devil and we know why sheldon likes that especially too because in the last episode that was one of the comments about him during the uh, mise en place quick fire is oh, that yeah he when like comparing katsuji's onion to sheldon's he was like very slightly slower like a second or two slower but but way his, cleaner his station was completely yeah neat and tidy. yeah and when you're like i'm the clean roommate and you're the messy roommate that's the like if you're both messy or both clean it's great it's the split that's real tough mm-hmm. i think um, well okay yeah. so i i think it's like if you're like if you're really far on the messy you know if like if you're really really far away but if you're both like kind of like i don't know in the in the middle ish like a little bit to the left of center a little bit to the right of center you can make that work right you probably could yeah. Um, or you'd kill each other. Right, right, right. Right in the uh, middle. Other fun <laughs> pairing. Uh, oh, actually, one more thing on Shirley and Sheldon was fun. So they had the mullet, and that's where everyone is eating it like, mm, this is delicious. Bones. <laughs> Sorry, bone. And then Shirley was like, it's physically impossible to debone a mullet. And everyone was like, oh, okay. And they just kept choking on bones, but loved the dish. I, we should say that that should be our excuse for anything, right? Anytime we're, we're messing up, it's physically impossible, <laughs> it's impossible. to. It's impossible yeah. to debone a mullet. You know how that goes. That does sound like an old saying that everybody's like, can't debone a mullet. You know, they say, can't do that. <laughs> um, so then, and Jamie and Silva did the bloodfish, and that was the one where uh, uh, was a hue that was like, this is going to be, we expected this to suck. Yeah. You yeah, guys did a nice right. job. Yeah, they just had like one of the most difficult fish taste-wise, I, liked, I think. I liked the way they were being, there was that curve where the chefs were like, the judges were like, man, these are tough, like, these are really garbage. These yeah. fish are terrible. Um, so Sylvia and BJ uh, were cooking. Oh, they got the oh, what kind of fish? Yeah, Brodo. Uh, was it? Brodo. No, sorry, oh, Brodo's not a fish. Broth. That's yeah. the broth. All right. Anyway, they got a Brodo broth on there. No, they had the yeah. tunny. Yeah. No, were oh, they, they also the... tunny? I thought. Uh, Wait, I thought who did you say? Sylvia. Sylvia and, oh. and Beej. They had... they had the tough fish that didn't taste like I anything. I think we're all looking at the same uh, recap, and it doesn't actually say which. Yeah. <laughs> we're in trouble. You shouldn't have told me that. But the, but the broth had leeks, kale, cauliflower, and <laughs> oh, that's actually a typo. It should be pane. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. that was that cracker. Pane. Yeah, they work eater. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that was the one where, yeah, so I was pretty sure, it, since they were on the bottom, it seemed a lot like BJ was going to go home because Sylvia made a just incredible cracker that everybody liked. They were like, here's a garbage fish, and she's like, have you tasted my cheese cracker? This is a dope <laughs> cracker, man. <laughs> it was so good. Because, like, you can't be so mad at the whole dish because the cracker is so good. And then it's like, wait, but the fish is terrible. That's actually, I like that idea as, like, as a, um, yeah, okay, so if you're in a team challenge, right, you just like, here, let me just, do one component that I know I can nail that has nothing to do with this. Um, <laughs> and then you take the protein and yeah. <laughs> we're go home. Yeah, that was strong work. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Jim and Amanda. Okay, so let me ask you guys about this. So Jim and Amanda had the uh, gray tilefish and they were the ones that had uh, the uh, mussels on it. And Tom, like, said this was served by Suki. Uh, uh, Snooky. Snooky. Snooky, like... Does putting muscles on something mean that it's the Jersey Shore that clearly to everybody else? Or is that just like muscles? I don't know. Maybe it was just kind of like Jersey Italian style. I don't know. That doesn't sound like an insult. It's the meal of seven fishes. It's for Italian Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was a weird burn. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to it was confusing. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah, New Jersey. I think, I think I, that was really confusing to me. Um, maybe maybe just like feels like six fishes coast. into that point, which is a lot of mercury, and just like just <laughs> <laughs> Tom's just whacked out on mercury. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other, the last one that I want to mention uh, was Brooke and Emily, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but so they were doing a uh, black belly rosefish. Um, according to this um and they <laughs> they were the most confident terrible dish yeah. so we had that moment that is just so hard to watch for me which is where two people come in serve the dish smiling happy and then you just watch them get gut punched as everyone hates the food and it was so sad but they neither of them were feeling i mean brooke was not feeling like unconfident but she was feeling like she had a lot of the burden for you know like she was sort of doing it herself and not like getting a lot of help from her partner and then brooke or wait brooke and emily 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 definitely did not feel confident the whole time and she got totally wigged out by having to serve food to her old boss who fired her i think that was oddly edited i don't know if you guys agree but they kind of made it seem like brooke was annoyed that emily didn't have more input into the creation of the dish. And then they kind of made Emily look like she was just going along with whatever Brooke said. And she was just super nervous to serve and cook in front of her old boss who fired her. But that doesn't really make sense if you think about it. You know, if Brooke really understood that she needed to edit, she wouldn't have had to rely on Emily. Not that I'm defending Emily, and I do like Brooke a lot, but I just thought that was really strange. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. She also said, like, it's it's so hard to fail in front of my favorite person, which is, like, the guy who fired her. Yeah, that's a... I thought that was sarcastic, right? No, I no. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't read that it's way to me, at least. genuine, yeah. Oh, I thought it was sarcastic. Oh, okay, interesting. Because oh. if you All fire right, well, me, you're at least down knocked down to third or fourth favorite person (laughs) i think she respected him but i think she was sarcastic like this is you don't want to fail in front of someone you're trying to prove yourself to if it was sarcastic i really missed it Um, i definitely would yeah i i was trying to catch the sarcasm but you know it's impossible to deal about a mullet 
<laughs> we, we, as as this uh, this recap has been super helpful, uh, we should probably thank uh, Allison Leiby, uh, yeah. Eater, for 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 being super good. Uh, Allison Leiby is a is a comic out of L.A. and I like her as a comic as well. Oh man, thanks, yeah. Allison. Yeah, good work. All um, right. Allison, two L's, I think. All right, Allison with some number of L's. Yeah. Uh, scroll, 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 one, scroll. One L. One L. One L. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. a. Yep. Anyway, she's great. Also, I follow her on Twitter, and she's very funny on Twitter. Um, yeah, so thanks, Eater. Uh, so, man, that was so hard for me to watch, though, just to watch them get just demolished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was- did look like a mess, though. Did you Like, if you saw that plate, it was like a Katsuji plate. Mm. Well, with that- oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We got to talk about the Katsuji plate that worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where it was like against all odds, where they like refuse to communicate with each other, compromise on anything. They like hate each other. Two types of tomatoes on the same dish. They yeah. made rival tomatoes, and we're like, instead of we're like, we'll make a decision at the end, and their decision was, we'll put them both on the plate. I want to know which one's better, but no one. Said, we didn't find out. Oh, that no was one hard. mentioned that. Like, oh, it seems like there's two different but, tomatoes. Yeah, there's a lot there. of kinds of tomatoes on this dish. <laughs> Stewed tomatoes two ways. Uh, <laughs> there was a great moment at the, when they were first talking, where John was like, "I want something, you know, just like simple, clean flavors," and Katsuji was like, "What? It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I do." Uh, oh man, it was so funny. And then there, it was apparently just like the best tasting sauce anyone's ever eaten. And uh, so Katsuji got the win for that. What a surprise, though, right? There was no mm. way that was going to work. That, yeah. Right. It could have gone down in flames. But, like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was just interesting to see, I guess, the different kinds of uh, collaboration we had, right? Where it's just, like, just two people who are, like, totally digging each other uh, with our, our, our buddy cop uh, pairing. Um, and we have, like, just sort of, like, doormat and person on a doormat. Um, like, <laughs> with, uh, with, with Brooke and Emily as, as she's like, oh, yeah, do, do whatever you want. Um, and then just, like, just these, like, two, like, yeah, forces of tomato loving antagonists here and <laughs> that's the winning one apparently so yeah i think we don't know anything we so don't, yeah i do think it's time though for a, a feels dump date with katsuji so we've been playing the game katsuji is he a douchebag or not and uh we got some new data points in today uh how do we feel do we do we hate katsuji is he an asshole or is he just a fun loving dude I think he contains multitudes. Yeah, <laughs> the same way. Confused. I this the person who came out the best for me was John actually in this one. Yeah, I know John John's is, doing all right. John is yeah. Like John, really... John really rose in my estimation because he was like he he like understood how to handle Katsuji in a way that like didn't like like that was it seemed like to work with him basically right he like didn't yeah. like take on Katsuji's BS and like yeah yeah like I don't know that that's a cool thing to to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah, such a surprise. Um, and they actually seemed like in the in the like post show interviews, they seemed like they were actually having fun together. By the end, um, yeah. it might be yeah, might match made in heaven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested Kat- in this also. Yeah, Katsuji was being really. I thought he was being really mean to Emily like, oh, when yeah. she was having such a hard time, and then he was just like being mean to her for no reason. For no like, reason. It was yeah, yeah. You you just won. Maybe you shut up in the stew room. Yeah, That's my exactly. Feeling. No, totally. That's the that's a good thing. Well, I mean, that's right. So it's the no filter. Can't like can't can't edit. Can't quit while he's ahead, kind of thing. Wait, did, did they talk about his filter? Someone was like, "Do you have no filter?" And he was like, "What does that mean?" Like, yeah, no yeah someone was yelling, "Filter, filter!" I think that was Emily, but in the first scene when oh when yeah yeah original maybe when he originally asked her what Mike Lotta was like, and she gave an answer he thought was dumb. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. She gave an answer that was like, he was, oh, he likes, you know, bold flavors and good food, which is not super helpful. But that's also what literally everybody says about every chef on this show and off. Like, everyone is like, oh, my thing is like bold flavors and like good food. Like, yeah. what do you say about a chef? He doesn't like trigger fish. I mean, <laughs> it's never come up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he really likes acid. I mean, I guess if you were like, he has a very salty palate, that would be helpful. But like, you asked her a difficult question in a bad situation. And even if she knew his specific thing, maybe you're not going to tell Katsuji. Yeah, but... And also, you just won. Shut up. Yeah, no. I was really angry with him today. It's kind of like that. That was kind of like the, like, now now tell me, sports person, do you think there's an I in team or not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, They, I just also like... Emily came off pretty okay because not I mean the the weird thing with the way they did the dish and stuff but like as far as the fighting happened Katsuji was being mean to her she didn't like it but she also like for a person who's been fired for her bad attitude so far we're four episodes in no sign of her attitude so well so that goes to show you if someone has bad attitude fire them and it'll get better yeah, I mean, a good firing might have might have taught her what to do. Mike Lada should fire everyone that we don't like, and then we'll be. <laughs> I mean, John has like improved his attitude after getting kicked off Top Chef last time. So yeah. the people are coming around. Um, Spare the firing, spoil the chef. Oh yeah, and Emily, <laughs> Emily totally could have thrown Brooke under the bus, yeah, and she didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting way to look at that. Because I guess my feeling on that was like Emily didn't take any responsibility in making the dish, and then she was like, "Oh no, no, no. it was fifty-fifty. Like it felt like she was trying the other way." But mm-hmm. I, but that would have worked. But that would have worked against her if they really had been the worst dish. Because yeah. she's she could have said, "Well, Brooke chose all the ingredients, and I went along with it." And of course, they could have said, yeah, like, "Well, oh, you, you should have." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if ultimately they probably would have said. <laughs> You know, when you've been married for a long time and you finish each other's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, you guys are so then... cute just now. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I think if that was the worst dish and they knew the truth of who had chosen the ingredients, they would have sent Brooke home. But I think not Maybe. knowing that they didn't have the worst dish, Emily... To me, it felt like nice she was thing. just cowering. She was like being like she was just hiding behind Brooke the whole time. And like using Brooke as like she was like yeah maybe using Brooke as a shield that way like oh no no we yeah yeah we came up with it together yeah let Brooke tell her what happened instead of being like I didn't help I, this is a bad dish and I didn't say no and I didn't stick up for myself I feel like that's just as likely to send you home as like cooking beans badly so if you I, if she had taken credit for doing nothing that would not have helped her possibly i don't know i think they edited it to make it look that way and like you know they showed brooke kind of giving her the side eye when she said that but i it was it was a weird thing to say whether she was doing it out of generosity or out of cowardice to go like oh it was 50 50 when we just saw that it was not well but i think that maybe what happened was brooke suggested all those ingredients and they just sounded good to emily like it's not like she wasn't like gonna try she was just like yeah that seems like a good idea and then and so she took credit for did they sound good what were those tamarind i mean they didn't sound good to me but i, yeah. I don't know lot. anything yeah. and trash fish that doesn't sound great <laughs> yeah, can we edit out the trash fish <laughs> yeah i like the idea of a tamarind sauce what if we made like a good protein <laughs> full of tamarind i'll be happy just just a good burger all right um <laughs> just perfectly good burger so uh, the uh, winner is Katsuji, the monster, and then uh, on the bottom, Portland's very own Beej, uh, who has not done well. Um, Megan, you had a little bit of BJ shade. I did. 
Yeah, not on um, him as a chef. Well, I did, I was just saying that I I don't understand why so many people go by BJ because it's kind of it seems like it's sort of a choice that you're going by your initials. <laughs> And I don't understand it, and I think like you should just go by Brian or whatever. It's a very reasonable a name. name. Do we know his his full name? We yeah, don't. I'm sure yeah. somebody job, then it's really reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you don't want to go by Blowjob Smith. <laughs> it does seem embarrassing. Well, it could be Ooh, like Blowjob, for example. Yeah. This sure. is just something I wonder about people who go by BJ. Maybe BJ is his actual first name on his birth certificate. It's B.J. is his full name. Um, yeah. It doesn't say in this biography, so people are keeping it secret. But yeah, then you have stories on Bravo called, like, The Latest from BJ, and it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I mean, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean I think it's that's kind of like the like the that like boy named Sue like song, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. if you can if you can like you know, go through your life, you know, like you, you know can make it there, true. you'll make it anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> BJ BJ. It's a it's a But at the end of the song he does say that he's gonna not name his own son Sue. That's true. He does change yeah. it. Spoiler um, alert. Wow. What is this? <laughs> if you couldn't go through the, the three minutes and fifty seconds on your own. So, okay, so this is like Eater just being, um, I think, being uh, clickbait. But Eater, Portland's version of Eater, just has an article called Did BJ Get Eliminated from Top Chef Last Night? And it's been updated four times. No, 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 yes. What? <laughs> so it's, did Portland's BJ Smith get eliminated from Top Chef episode aired December 1st? Nope. And then the next, the sentence above it is, did Portland's BJ Smith get eliminated from Top Chef episode December 8th? Nope, but it was a good episode. Did Portland's BJ Smith get eliminated from Top Chef episode aired December 15th? Not a chance. Did Portland's BJ, she- BJ Smith get eliminated from last night's episode of Top Chef? Yep, that was that. That's the whole thing. Wow. I need to write for more people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure this person got a bunch of money for that. There was actually, there was a, there must be a thing people are Googling a lot. Because uh, mm-hmm. the Oregonian also wrote an article the day of the episode that said, "Did does Portland's chef BJ get eliminated from Top Chef tonight? And I was like, you know, when the hometown paper is so far behind you, <laughs> how could you not win when you've got that kind of local support? Yeah. Where they're writing every episode, they're writing pre... Anyway. Um, <sighs> okay, great. So uh, we have to get uh, into... Real quick, we got to do uh, Last Chance Kitchen and then a mailbag um, and get this going. So in soon. I think Caleb's on his way. It sounds like... Oh, it's Caleb. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping it was Tanya. People really want her back. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, maybe maybe Caleb will be the knife block of this episode. Oh, could be. Mm-hmm. So, really quick, last chance kitchen, you guys. Beige goes up against uh, Big Tall Sam and uh, and loses. Sam continues his streak. So they were doing the challenge was to update holiday leftovers, and they had this is okay. So feels dump date. I still absolutely love Top uh, Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Last Chance Kitchen is the most fun thing. It, like the chefs are relaxed, they're having a good time, and the challenges. And Tom is having fun, and every it just seems so great, so great. Um, although at one point Tom was like, "We have all these leftovers in here, and there's no way to know where they came from." <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it came from people putting them in there, right? It's not yeah. like a magic fridge that we're talking about, right? Yeah, presumably your intern stayed up all night last night cooking holiday food and then leaving it in the fridge for you. That's the most I reasonable. Know. 
Yeah, it's funny because he he's like, we don't know how long it's been in there. Yeah, Surely right. You, you do. You probably do. <laughs> Ask one of the PAs. They are for sure aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We know. We exactly know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was fun, uh, and I'm sad to see him go. But it was it was nice to see him. And so many people on Last Chance Kitchen, even when they lose, feel like they had a redemption arc in eight minutes. And yeah, I really like that. There's no way. Like, it's always good, man. We should we get just more chances. Need yeah. Some more blocks, Daddy. Ooh, some more blocks. Thanks, Caleb. Oh, nice. More of everything. You got your own. All right, sweet. I got some blocks now, guys. Oh, good. Nice blocks. Uh, so it's just block blocks. They're they're cool. They're uh, they're wooden blocks with little magnets in the middle. Uh, uh, so they like kind of like they just click together in satisfying ways. And it's from his uh, his cousins uh, Noah and Sammy. Oh, that's so Thanks, nice. Noah Thanks, guys. Sammy. Yeah. Now it's time for. There it is. Mailbag. 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 Real slow on that sound effect. Yeah. Uh, our first mailbag uh, is from Blue Jay, which is not J number one nor J number two. We have third J. We have, J we have a Blue J. Jay. Um, so, J number blue. Uh, uh, um, did anyone else find it ironic that the Quickfire Challenge was apparently inspired by Chopped, when past Top Chef co- contestants like Doug Adams have had negative comments about the show and basically called it a joke compared to Top Chef? Whoa! Wow, that's. Yeah. I don't remember I mean, that, was- but yeah, there's definitely some shade out there. It was yeah. It was definitely like, well, this is good enough for like our quick fire, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fun. Like yeah. your whole show, we do for ten minutes before we get to the real stuff. Right. Um, that is a burn. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Although, so uh, it's this is a great question, BJ, who's actually Laura from Texas. Apparently, um, I don't know why your email. Anyway, but Laura from Texas also said, "I may." Good Sharon, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> Blue Jay also says I may be alone in this, but I hope Ding a Ding Ding makes a comeback. So maybe you'll get lucky. It, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we definitely can force it, but uh, I'm going to wait for I mean, a funnier Chris time. Here. Chris can't stop it. Well, that's but... the, the problem is we realize it's only funny when Chris hates it. Yeah. Uh, we got to. Yeah. So when Chris comes back. Um, this is a little late. Oh, this came in a while ago, and I only just now am reading it. But uh, Cheryl did point out a couple weeks ago that a low country boil is almost always served by being dumped onto a newspaper covered table. Mm. Totally fair. Uh, it's just a weird way to eat, but I, I'm sure it's helpful with cleanup. But yeah, can we dump more things on paper? So does that happen in any other world? No. I mean, Caleb's really good at dumping things out on places you don't usually eat stuff from. That's true. <laughs> Special skill. You know what, Caleb? You are a low country champion. Every time you knock something over, you should be like, oh, that's a low country milk spill. <laughs> oh, some low country blocks. Um, uh, Matthew asks, what in the world was Tom doing with his arms during judges table? Did anyone else notice that? The answer is no. 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 What was he doing? Uh, well, we can guess because I'm not going to Google it. Yeah, sure. Um, no, go ahead. Google what was Tom doing with his arms during to- <laughs> during judges' table. I'm sure that'll come up very fruitful. Yeah, it won't. But Bing will get it right. Um, uh, I'm gonna say Bing. Macarena. I'm gonna go all in on Macarena. Anyone else? <laughs> I didn't notice that, but I don't know if anyone else noticed this. That Nilu, the guest judge Daddy. for the quick fire, had lipstick on her cheek for a frame before. I'm sure some oh. producer wiped it off. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's fun. Very observant. Somebody, somebody kiss. 
I, I'm guessing Padma because it was just the two of them. So maybe when they greeted, it happened. But they they definitely missed it for just a frame. So J number one uh, asks uh, or says uh, between the review of this new re- the restaurant and the way he butchered cooking meat in every episode so far, I'm wondering if this show is actually bad publicity for Beach. I doubt I'll be headed to Smokehouse Twenty One anytime soon. Oh, um, well, I don't think it's bad publicity. I think especially the way with he that he left was very positive the way he left last chance was way positive the way yeah. he left the show which and not everybody watches the bonus show right um, yeah i I, yeah. I would i would go to smokehouse i would feel fine about it i would go by yelp if yelp said it was good i would go well so the oregonian uh gave it a uh relatively bad review uh, um is what's, what he, what's, so, what's that is that like a minus kind of thing or, or what, well they don't do grades on, or they didn't do a grade on this i think they do the Oregonian, you know, the most important newspaper, uh, switched, I think, last year from their restaurants being grades to being a number of stars, zero to three. Um, mm-hmm. And the first one's hard to get. Like, no one cares if you've got one Oregonian star. That's not super useful. So anyway, but this doesn't mm-hmm. have a grade on it. It's just um, the food is just not great, mm-hmm. it All seems right. like. Well, yeah. So I guess the Oregonian review is one thing. But in general, I don't think that I would... I, in general, I think that if anyone's actually on Top oh, Chef, then that's sort of a um, an endorsement in and of itself. Yeah, and there's, and there's so no much, such thing as bad publicity. There's so much. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. And there's so much going on that's specific to the show that's like not going on in a regular kitchen. That um, personally, I, I don't see it as bad publicity unless someone really acts like is really yeah. rude i yes. should say the uh the although there's no letter grade the oregonians reviews the headline is skip the smoked meats at top chef that? contestants new restaurant oh. and hmm. since he's a, it's a meat restaurant probably not a lot yeah. left yeah that's not promising but yeah. like maybe they just mean skip as in like 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 you know Uh-oh. like not quite running not quite walking you know yeah like oh. just like skip over to it like like in a joyful skip way to this restaurant yeah i right. think that's, that's probably what, what it meant you Sorry need really uh, thick calves to do well at that restaurant, so skip over there. Right, that's actually a probably a good workout. Um, so Cheryl uh, said, this week I on Facebook said, uh, this week I fully remembered Amanda. It came back to me in a horrifying flashback of serving sherry braised chicken to school children. Oh, that is familiar. Is this our Kaiser Soze moment? Or <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, Amanda was Kaiser Sose. It's a really weird twist for that movie. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would argue kind of unwarranted. It's like a little tacky. <laughs> I would also argue that, yeah. Um, and then Dave on Facebook also said, uh, all that built-up tension with which tomato would reign supreme, how anticlimactic. Yeah, no kidding, right? Super anticlimactic. Yeah. Also, I like uh, the reign supreme adds a little bit of Iron Chef to it. <laughs> Who's tomato cuisine will reign supreme? Backflip, backflip. Anyway, um, also we're, this whole show is a lie. Yeah, that dude's just an actor, man. He's not really. He's not really related to that other Iron Chef guy. He's not. And also that sh- the show where it's like your mystery ingredient is, and then they raise the thing. It's like pineapple, and they turn over and they're like, "Here's the menus I've printed out about my pineapple recipes." Okay. Yes, but here's the thing. There's three different possible mystery ingredients, yeah. I believe, and they have yeah. they pull, so they have full menus for each of them and like all their ingredients and yeah. like that. But like yeah. it could have been any That's of those. That's not a mystery ingredient. That's a uh, slightly surprising one third of the menu you planned. 
Well, it's just like the main thing is like mystery ingredient, and then it's something they already expected. Yeah. Okay, and they still have to be like, gasp, pineapple. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do for pineapple. <laughs> That's, this is fair. Um, and then also, on, one last thing on, on Twitter, uh, Katie says, this elimination was definitely karma for Sam's elimination. And mm. that is something I want to know, because it seemed like the chefs at the very beginning of the show were pissed off about Sam having to go home last week. Yeah. And they felt like it was unjustified, because it seems like they hated BJ. But Well, and Katsuchi was also, like, really, again, just, like, really rude about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like BJ did anything to make Sam go home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's they weren't on the same team, right? right? Like, they, it was just that the judges thought that Sam's food was, I guess they were mad because Sam was, like, helping everybody in uh bj wasn't i guess and he was, yeah know. he's a nice guy he's yeah. hot great however <laughs> the point of the show is you cooked the best dish and everybody's dish was great so, so whoever got went home it was gonna feel tragic yeah and maybe if sam was helping everybody you'd be like oh so sweet he was helping all of us and that's why we're still here but maybe if he'd cooked his own dish a little better it would have been more like a bon me and he would have been still on the show I don't know. It just I, I it's weird when all of the chefs have decided who should win when they didn't taste the food either uh, they might know, have tasted the food in this case. I guess they might they, have. It just seems, it seems weird that they all just to hate somebody so publicly while he's still there. <laughs> well, a little weird. yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone else. I think it was only really Katsuji who was doing that. But yeah. Is he like the official hater? Oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So we appreciate all of the uh, everything in the mailbag. <laughs> That's the ding ding song. <laughs> it's the ding song. Oh man, if we could replace that with Caleb singing the ding song. Can you say ding ding ding? He wants the ding ding song again. Nope. I can't. Well, well, maybe later. <laughs> oh, actually, isn't that what Chris would always say? Oh, I can't with that. <laughs> He's the anti-Chris. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks to everybody who wrote in. We are on Facebook.com slash PackYourMics. On Twitter, at PackYourMics. Uh, by email, podcast at read-weep.com. And, of course, PackYourMics.com. Caleb, let me finish. Um, <laughs> He's really wanting to know what I did with these blocks. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I would love to get an update on that. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what I made. It's like it's kind of like a U. It looks like a U. Oh. Great work. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna have to go. Hey, we'll be back, here, Alex. We will be back in a couple weeks. Uh, I assume that there's no Top Chef next week. Is there a Top Chef next week? I don't think there is. Well, we should Google. Does BJ get eliminated on January fourth? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? What you made? What I make? Um, I'm gonna say that 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 doesn't exist yet. That page. It's gonna take a while to add. Sorry, sorry. It's just Caleb and the blocks, and I thought that was the new ding ding a ding. Anyway, uh, we're gonna go. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We'll be back uh, when Top Chef is back, and uh, hopefully someday soon, Chris and Tanya will join us again. Thank you so much, as and Sarah and Caleb. Yay! Yay! Uh, Yay. <laughs> That sounded sarcastic, Caleb, and it hurt my feelings. Uh, and uh, doesn't know how to respond to that, Alex. I, I wouldn't know either. Anyway, I'm Alex. This is Megan. Thanks for being here, Megan. Yay! Um, everybody have great holidays uh, and yeah, enjoy your. Holidays. Or maybe 
<laughs> this is the danger of the, the top of the right is now he's going to ask for that song every minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just aligned myself with Chris yeah, on that song. Well, this might seem a little harsh since he's not here, but Chris, pack your mics and stay gone. We'll be back next week, everybody. Or soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.